This week we sat down to talk about how Elaine was changing everything and how she was growing into a new season, but I guess a different conversation kind of took over. So what you're actually going to hear this week is mine and Elaine's first-hand encounter of a weird spiritual slash physical, I guess, paranormal experience in a Walmart. Yes, a Walmart. From ice detective operatives with GoPros to BLM riots and weird alien gurgles over the radio, we're talking about what it means to follow your spirit, to get past the oversaturatedness of church, and to find the sweetness of Christ in everyday living, because sometimes it might just save your skin and keep you out of harm's way. There's nothing wrong with following your spirit when you know what you're listening to. We are for the spiritual nomads, the outcasts, and the ones who desire to ask the hard questions. A shelter in the desert, a safe place to share our thoughts, our hopes, and our dreams. We are pursuing the truth, and we don't care about the consequences. We invite you to come and sit at our table and be a part of our tribe. We are brave, we are bold, we are the Reckless Pursuit. Hey everyone, you're listening to The Reckless Pursuit. My name is Cody. And my name is Elaine. And this is episode 127. And this week, I'm going to be asking Elaine some questions because (laughs) she has had a spiritual shift in a lot of of the things she's working on. And uh, I think that is relatable to a lot of us. We go into things and then we feel like we don't believe the same way we once did. We are changing. We're growing But a lot of times it doesn't feel like growth and it's scary. So I guess let's just listen to Elaine's heart on change that she has felt, why she had that desire, and we'll kind of get into that. And I think um, we're just going to get right into it. I'm not going to do any intro stuff. We'll just get right into the the, the conversation here Um, because Elaine and I have been talking a lot about this. And honestly, I think we're both in a season right now where things are changing and shifting. And I know like... Everything across the board from politics to spirituality to just daily practices. I'm just, I'm tired of a lot of things and I'm frustrated and I'm trying not to get cynical or angry and I'm trying to keep a level mind and a level heart. And it's hard right now. It's hard because the world is so noisy. Uh, You know, it's an election year in the States here, which always is rough, but I feel like this year's especially weird and it's just, I feel like almost like an out-of-body spiritual experience. I don't know if you feel that way, Elaine, but it feels like you're just kind of watching all this stuff pass by, and I just, I don't want to be a part of anything right now. Like, I just want to isolate. Well, and for some reason, I feel like we'll go out to the grocery store or go to certain places, and everything's normal, or, like, everything seems normal. But then you and I will go to the store the very next day and everything is just very weird you and i like even had an an experience not too long ago where you and i can we talk about that sure yeah we we hadn't talked about that on the Uh -uh, show i don't think so okay cool so before we get into that side of it i want to let's just talk about spiritual experiences for a second elaine and i were at walmart and we walked in and we were both like i don't know how to describe like from my perspective it was as if the hair on the back of my neck was standing up. It was like there was just this static. Okay, another random fact about me. I've almost been struck by lightning three times in my life. It felt like that. 
It really did. Um, like I have, it, it, I just I don't know how to explain it, but it was just like we were joking about it. What did mm-hmm. it feel like to you, Elaine? I kept feeling like something was off. I felt like I kept seeing the same person in mm-hmm. different clothing every time. And we were only there for like 30 minutes. We weren't there that long at all. We were only getting a couple things for the camper. And the whole time, I just kind of felt like something was off. And I didn't necessarily feel like the hair standing on the back of my neck or anything. But I just couldn't put a name to it. I felt like the only thing I could hear was just mumbles. I I couldn't make out anything anyone was saying. And it just felt very bizarre. And I don't know if it was a feeling of like we shouldn't have been there. But I just, it was just very weird and very off. I wasn't necessarily scared or nervous. I just felt like I had no idea what was going on and that there was something going on spiritually around us. And I don't think anybody else, at least like from my experience, I don't think anybody else like recognized that. So uh, here's where things got kind of weird for me. I, I did feel like a, a bit of a fight or flight instance kicking in. And I was just like, I need to get out of this store. I actually think you and I were talking because we were making jokes back and forth because I asked you, I'm like, does it feel off to you? And you're like, yeah, like I feel beside myself. I'm like, same. Kind of like the out of body experience. Right. That's actually what made me think about this. And I was just like, what's going on? We were joking almost like there was a, we were, I remember we actively were joking like there's a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Oh, this is weird. And so what Elaine was saying about three different people. Now, just follow with us here, guys. This sounds super weird, but there's something to this. Okay. It literally looked like the same person but we saw this person relatively close together in time but each time they were wearing different clothes and had their hair a different way and it was a very noticeable it was a 20 something year old guy with like kind of like dark almost black hair Mm -hmm. long hair with like a like like kind of like five o'clock shadow ish Mm, kind of grungy looking yes kind of yeah very 90s grunge um kind of appeal to mm-hmm. him actually he kind of in a way looks like your brother grant that's not an insult to grant i mean that's yeah, like his yeah, style yeah. is very like that like he loves 90s music and it actually kind of looked very much like that uh because that was the first thing i thought i was like oh that kind of looks like grant uh but anyway so sorry no one who knows who we're talking about there but anyway and so like i remember seeing him because he's a very prominent looking individual and he kind of looked like someone we knew uh, and so I was like, okay, that's interesting. I remember noticing him. And then I saw him again. I'm like, hey, that guy looks just like the last he guy we like saw. He had like a ponytail at one point, I think. Yeah, but the yeah. hair, same length, everything. And then we turned the corner and there he is again wearing something different. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Now, is that a coincidence? Maybe. Okay, that's probably a coincidence. But then we turned the corner again and there's this guy wearing a shirt that says like ICE Enforcement Officer, which if you, you know, if trying to put two and two together, it took me a second to ICE being like the... Basically, um, people that are in charge of deportation of illegal, illegal control enforcement. I don't know. Something like that. I don't remember. It's basically, yeah, people who uh, are in charge of rounding up Hispanics and just and deporting them. I guess I could go for Canadians, too, but we don't talk about that, apparently. So, uh, yeah, people who are here illegally um, on expired visas came over illegal, whatever. And he's wearing this shirt, and it's very obvious. It's like this cheap T-shirt that he had printed up. And he has a GoPro strapped to his buggy. Now, mind you, we've been joking for 10 minutes about how weird mm-hmm. the atmosphere is in here. And then I see this guy, and I, my fight or flight just kicked in so hard. And I'm like, Elaine, we need to leave. 
Like something is well, weird. and I know that you had said like, "Do we need to put everything back and come back tomorrow?" And I was like, "Well, no, we're almost done with what we have," and it was just so bizarre. And I think we were looking for toilet paper for the camper. We were <laughs> because uh, so we were cracking up about that, and that was after you saw that guy, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, that was towards the very end. Was yeah, it? and the so we were looking for toilet paper, and we were like still joking about it, but still kind of, but but getting a little more nervous as time like passed. Can I pause for just a second? Yeah. Why don't we talk about this this week, and then since next week all of your changes with your podcast and everything come down, we can talk about that next week. Okay. What do you think? That's fine. You okay with that? Because I feel like this is actually a great episode to lead into that. Okay, go for it. We're just going to leave that in there. Yeah. So we were looking for toilet paper and we heard something on the intercom and it just was like mumbles. Like a low rumble. Yeah. Like you couldn't hear anything. As a matter of fact, it sounded like someone over the intercom who wasn't supposed to be. It reminded me of like. I don't know. It like aliens to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it literally sounded like kids playing a prank. Gibberish. Like two yeah. kids like. And like because you could hear laughter. And you could hear like and people so like, low. And like low, 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 you just could still rumble. hear like the music in the store too. That's what was weird too, because normally the music cuts out, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. It's still playing, and there's just these these people talking. It wasn't mm -hmm. like someone talking to the store. It's just people talking, mm -hmm. and it was so bizarre because it sounded like two individuals just discussing something, and then one of them laughs, and it cuts off, mm -hmm. and no one else is batting an eye at this. Elaine and I stopped dead in our tracks in the toilet paper aisle. Thank God what we're in the toilet paper. Right. Okay. So you know, thanks. We both had a pun. Great. <laughs> we stop right there and I crap you not. Sorry, I had to. Uh, like everyone else is just acting completely like this is just a normal Saturday. I started to feel like I was wrong or like I, I was, was a, off. I was like nervous. I was genuinely nervous at this point. And that's when I looked at Elaine and I'm like, okay. We have got to get out of here. No more. So we started making our way and to the checkout. And then I remembered I needed to get something. I think it was makeup. I think I, I had... Why we were still here doing this, I don't know. But <laughs> I we had, had like to walk a last by there minute. anyway, yeah, so that's fine. I had like a last minute thing I needed to get. And I think you were looking for something too. So you went in a different aisle. We were like two aisles from each other. Yeah. And so you were like, um, meet me here or meet me at the checkout or, or something. Because it was real quick. And I was looking for, um, I think it was like eyebrow gel or something. I don't know. But I was looking and then I hear over the intercom, same like um, where you could barely hear it, but actually could make out what they were saying. But like the music was still on, like it was just very muted, very low. And the, there was a guy on there talking about like, okay, everyone start making your way to the checkout. And I'm like, what is going on? And um, yeah, so I saw Cody turn the corner, and I was like, did you hear that? And he was like, hear what? And I was like, oh, no, not again. Maybe it's just me hearing these things. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, the guy got on the intercom saying that everyone needed to start checking out. And you're like, okay, we need to leave. And so we started making our way to the checkout, and people were walking in, like, trying to walk in the same direction. And, like, all the employees at Walmart had, like, their intercom. Uh, their walkie-talkies, Their walkie-talkies yeah. and everything. And we were like, okay, something is actually off right now. Yeah. And so basically at that point, I saw a manager walking by. And I, like I said, we could barely hear the announcement. And I looked at the manager. I'm like, hey, did we hear this correct? Are we supposed to be leaving right now? What's going on? And he made a comment. You know, he was real calm about it. He said, hey, there's just some protests going on outside. Um, we're shutting the store down out of precaution. Well, come to find out, uh, there was a prot uh, protest for Black Lives Matter, which... 
Uh, it was peaceful. It was a peaceful protest, so there was nothing wrong with that. But they were blocking the entrance. Right. They were starting to block the entrances and trying to keep people um, from... Well, originally, they were trying to keep people from coming in or going out. They were trying to actually keep people in the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, the protesters were, were trying to pre- prevent... But uh, they actually opened up. They were not trying to cause... An issue, I think they realized, like, hey, this is the problem. So they opened up a way for people mm-hmm. to get but out of the store. they had to close the store because of it. Correct. They had to close the store. Uh, which, in and of itself, is weird. And, like, I'm not against protesting. Uh, I'm for protesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, peaceful protesting. I'm for that. Healthy, yeah. But it was this weird thing of, like, why is this guy who is obviously, like, against immigration here with a GoPro filming, what's he trying to stir up? Mm-hmm. This protesting stuff going on, this weird stuff with the intercom, and all this stuff going along, all to come back to 10 minutes before any of it ever happened. Oh, and the guy that was in three places or whatever. Yeah. All this to come back to, like, literally, Elaine and I were joking about this situation and how odd we <laughs> felt and uncomfortable we felt before any of this ever happened. Go ahead, because I have you the go. next part. There's one more part after this that happened the next day in that same yeah, place. Yeah, I was going to say okay. that. <laughs> the next day... A woman shot up the store or like pulled out a pistol. Not shot up the store. Nobody died. Right. <laughs> but like there was two people. They were fighting. Arguing. Yeah. They weren't even fighting. They were arguing in the store. I think they were like fist fighting. Were they? Yeah. But what was it over? Do you remember what it was remember. over? I don't remember. So in the same store we're at, the next day a fight breaks out. A woman who is a concealed carry permit like holder, which I, I no longer, but I had a concealed carry permit as well at one point. And this is just a huge no-no. Like, I don't care what side of the gun debate you fall on. This is just you stupid. You don't shoot in the air. She grabs her pistol and shoots, like, three holes into the ceiling of Walmart to try to break up this fight. And, like, there was just some weird, spiritual, vortex, crazy something or another we going on. We left to go on. get iced coffee and then went home. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like, oh, we were done. Yeah. I was like, I'm done, man. And I'm like, this is 2020 in a nutshell right here. Like, mm-hmm. my skin was crawling. And so the reason we spent, like, 10 minutes talking about this now and, like, changed the duration of what we're say, even talking we about. I whenever we left, like, I obviously, like, both you both you and I had the same feeling, but it was, like, a right feeling. Like, something was off. Mm-hmm. Something was. And I was like, is this what spiritual warfare feels like? If you're in tune to that? Right, like- and that's kind of the conversation I'm going to get in here now. That, like, we're sitting here talking about this. Is, like, sometimes uh, I think we think of, like, spiritual warfare. And, like, oh, like, I just had this inkling of the spirit. We start getting these these weird... Hunches, unctions. Well, yeah, but specifically, I think mentally we start feeling weird about having them. Especially those of us who have been through deconstruction or changed our faith view... Because a lot of us come out of, like, a charismatic background. And even if you don't, you still hear about those mm-hmm. things. Like, you know, and you grew up Southern Baptist. And I'm sure you heard about, like, oh, really? Like, God just laid this on my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, you've heard that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. Like, that's pretty exclusive. That's that's pretty, u- not exclusive, no. that's universal yeah. across Christianity. Uh, charismatics takes that a little more far, you know, a little farther. But there's something to that. And just because, you know, I hate the adage, baby, out with the bathwater. But I think it fits in this, like, don't throw out the ability for the spirit to lay things on your heart. If anything, whenever we go through this shift of faith, we don't have to try to be bogged down or feel guilty or try to filter, well, was that God or was it the devil? Because like we realize to trust that that voice inside of us mm-hmm. whenever we kind of get some of these filters away. So I guess more than anything, I, I kind of want to talk about that, like spiritual unctions or whatever these discernment. are. Discernment. You know, that's like, that's been my spiritual gift. Like, 
Uh, I, I don't really do prophecy. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. I never was into that kind of stuff. But I can like walk into a room and know the spiritual atmosphere of a room. Mm-hmm. And when I say spiritual atmosphere, I'm not like, okay, that person's not a Christian. They don't love them. No, I mean like I can tell bad intent. Vibrations. Yeah, I mean I can feel it. And like I said, I felt like literally the, the hair on the back energy. of my ha- my well, head it stood felt up. Like air was sucked out of the room. Right. Right. And, and what's and- even bizarre, even more bizarre about that feeling is that you and I, like personally, like we didn't talk to anybody about this, but. Like, you and I were the only ones that felt that. Like, everyone else was normal. Everyone else was acting. Like, everything was fine until they said, everyone, make your way to the checkout. Because you never still know what that is. Still, people just kind of casually want yeah. It felt like a scene out of a movie where, like, everyone else is just You're like, robots. you're slow-mo, uh, yes, slow-motion it slow-motion. It really did feel that where, way like, in real life. Where, like, the bullets are, like, slowly going by, by you. And that seems so silly, but that's literally what yeah. it felt like. And I've... I've been in situations where I knew I needed to be out of that situation. Mm-hmm. I've been in situations where I could tell people were talking about us behind our back or things were going on or someone was um, maybe not in like a, a sober state of mind or whatever that happens to be. Like there's been situations where I've been walking out in public and I'm like, hey, Elaine, I really feel like we need to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I just I have this unction that like it's time for us to leave this this place right here. Like we need to go to a different area. Uh, I've had unctions like literally we've like not eaten at restaurants that yeah. we came and sat down at tables before and like, ordered we a drink. need to yeah. go like right now like I cannot sit here because I literally feel like I'm about to like launch out of my skin like I don't know how to explain it it's just that's how God speaks to me in a way and I think as people who have been through deconstruction we need to tap into that more because that's communication with God right like you go through every religion pretty much in history you're going to see some kind of spiritual unctioning like this. That's a thing in us from God. And I, I really, I want to encourage people in this as they're listening to the story, like, hey, don't be afraid of that. Just because you've been through something. I know it's like, it's it's easy to take all of the things within Christianity and group Christianity as a whole as something we hate because people have abused that whole like, oh, God just laid this on my heart to do this or I feel the spirit leading me here. You know, like we've heard some crazy ones. We've done the whole fire tunnel, which is basically like 50 people prophesying over you, which is a really bad like idea. Treasure hunting. Treasure hunting is really, that was another one of those fight or flight moments for that, me. That was one of the uh, first real encounters of that. Because I, I feel like I have like that spiritual gift of discernment too. But I've, for the most part of my life, I've never really had to like, tap into that i never really was taught to tap into that yeah um i did like how you said like i didn't necessarily grow up charismatic so i never knew like what falling out in the spirit was or like any of that kind of stuff but like i never really was taught the whole like spirituality side of things and being in tune with that listening and not just because people always say like oh i want to hear from god yeah and none of that was audible but i knew it was god laying on our spirits like hey this is a different or this is a could be hostile situation or this is a very um i don't know you you need to have your mind right in this situation to fully grasp what was going on and i know i for one have never had many encounters of that where where i just felt so uncomfortable and so like i need to get myself out of this situation but whenever we did like treasure hunting a couple years ago that was one of the first instances where i was like i literally like don't want to be associated with like this 
thing. For people that are trying to figure out what the heck treasure hunting is. It's as creepy as it sounds. Yeah. Okay. So basically treasure hunting and okay. I just want to go ahead. It and could like, be disclaimer, It can be a good thing. Yes. When done. I don't know. For me, it would just, it just doesn't work. So basically I don't, I'm not going to try to discredit someone else's experience. I'm yeah. just speaking specifically for me. Treasure hunting is basically the way it was done with us is you go in this room, someone gives you a store to go to or a location to go to, and you have to pray and ask God to show you what someone's wearing, what they look like. You have to go and try to hunt that person down and explain to them that they are your treasure and share the gospel with them. Yes, that is exactly what it sounds like. It really is creepy as as crap. Yeah. And like I said, or like Cody and I said, it can be done beautifully and in the right spirit and in the right setting for that well and there's times and places and you have to fill that you and you have that unction but someone telling you that that's your unction is not that's not what that is and i I really feel like that's kind of i I guess like my my issue with that in a way like god just doesn't talk to me like that I go through these gut reactions, and maybe it's just because God knows I wouldn't trust it if he told mm-hmm. me too far in advance. I don't know, but that's just not how me and spirit communicate And I feel all. like I always go back to, like, the Enneagram. Like, I'm such a nerd about that stuff, but I, I feel like <clears throat> my level of discernment is through, like, emotional, emotional, um, yeah, just emotions. And for you, it's more like logical thinking, like mm-hmm. thinking your way through this. And so you were discerning logically this is a very weird situation i think something's wrong Mm -hmm. and in my discernment is this is a weird situation i feel something is wrong something doesn't feel right and so like that being said uh the reason that i really like i said wanted to get into this is it's easy for us to abandon the idea of talking with the spirit with with god to have these commune you know spooky well and it's it's so just it just it gets so I don't know, sappy or we get this ooey gooey. We hype it up sometimes. I don't know. It just it's just think of like the movie War Room and like so start... we kind of perverse the whole unction or discernment or like spiritual. Yeah, things. like we get so into like you need a prayer closet so much that like there's companies that make cabinets that you can and go like, sit in and pray. And like if you feel that you like if if that is your dynamic with god you like there's nothing wrong with a prayer room or a prayer closet if that is where that if that's your sanctuary if that's where you go in but that can be a closet that can be church like a church building that could be a coffee shop (laughs) that can be your car and specifically the reason i kind of bring this up is most of us listening here are questioning or gone through deconstruction or something like that and it's kind of like going on a sugar detox where after you've like not had sugar for so long like vegetables start tasting sweet it almost tastes right. sour right uh like we hype stuff up so much that we need this like sugary molasses version of of the spirit to understand and the you, spirit you lose the intimacy behind right it. well and you use okay this is oh i like this analogy so going with the sugar thing right you have to have hard candy you have to have pastries to be able to taste sweet but then you quit eating sugar you stop consuming too much of it, right? Or not saying you can get too much of the spirit, but like you gotta, you back off of all the processed sugar, right? Okay, the processed spirit. You get out of the processed spirit and get back to the real raw spirit or raw sugar. Fruit. <laughs> yeah. And then you start realizing like, oh wait, there's like subtleties 
all through. Like sweet is in everything. We start tasting these these subtleties again because we're off the processed crap. Same with the spirit. I know you're going through the spirit, aren't you? Wow. Yeah. I'm like, maybe that's what that means. <laughs> but like, so, you know, that's kind of my, my thought to that is like, okay, so I'm going to cut out all of this sappy, oversaturated uh, mainstream gospel or mainstream like God, like, oh, he's just my my good, good father. Yes, he is. Like all this, like going to get in my prayer closet and glorify my 30 minutes where I just weep and cry at the feet of Jesus. And like, like I said, nothing wrong with that. There's a level of authenticity that comes with that. Sure, sure. But what I'm saying is when you get out of the processed version of that and get back to the real of it, you start realizing the subtleties of the spirit to say like, wait, what does, what does spirit think I should do in this moment right now? And you can taste those little sweet accents or you can feel the spirit in these little moments outside of this overhyped sensationalized version. And I feel like we glorify the camp high or like the church high. Sure. Like, and this can happen. This, I, I feel like most of this happens in like youth group, but I'm sure it happens in like it does. adult groups Conferences, and stuff. I've been yeah. to them as adult. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all of it. As like teenagers and children, like there's a lot more innocence and susceptible and all of that to it. But we glorified the last night of camp where you got all the scripts, you got all the worship and you just sit around with everyone and you just start sharing your testimony or you start sharing how God spoke to you this week and like everybody's crying and just that is your camp high. And then you leave whatever place you're at and then a couple weeks later and you're just like, oh, where what do I do it again? How do I do it again? How yeah, do how do I do it again? Where's God? Like, I don't feel God. And it's like, God never left. Yeah. left you you don't have to cry you don't have to have a cry night yeah in order to feel the presence of god and to walk with the holy spirit you can and and sometimes that is needed but you don't need that every day yeah like, i mean but yeah that's one of the things that i'm trying to like really push into right now is like wait it's actually good to listen to your spirit to listen to god in you to observe that it's not spooky it's not weird it's not even it's just it's hyped up and it's processed to try to get that same flavor all the time. And man, that's such a great, and I don't know why that just speaks to me so much, but like, that's what so much of our church is. It's, it's processed, uh, overly saturated, um, to get extra sweetness out of it. God's because like our we're, sugar daddy. Dang, that's awkward. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like we <laughs> put that on a quote card, put it on a t-shirt and say like, God's my sugar daddy. No, there's a candy called sugar i know what you're talking about okay <laughs> wasn't born yesterday it was the day before no but like yeah i, I think that we, we're trying to experience that same that same encounter all the time because we're desensitized to the subtleties of, of christ mm -hmm. of, of spirit and I, I gotta be honest like i don't know if back before all of this if i would have been in tune to listen to god in that moment you know like it's I definitely know at the beginning of my deconstruction, I would not have been because I was too cynical against mm -hmm. it. At the same time, at the height of my peak mainstream Western Christianity, I wouldn't have been because I was too on my little holier than thou kick. And so like there, I'm not, this isn't against church. I'm saying this is against the saturation of spiritual encounter to the point of where kind of like how we make everything an angel or a demon or everything is, is the devil. When in reality, a lot of the demonic things are processes of our own emotion. We create life and death. We create these things. You know, the original understanding of demons was actually mentally 
you know, almost more like poltergeists, right? Like that's uh, a lot of what that is. And there isn't even a word for demon in the Hebrew. Uh, and so the old, entire Old Testament, there was no use of demon. It was more of like spirit or plaguing thoughts or whatever, however you want to look at that. And so like whenever we see these real demonic things going on around us, uh, whenever those really are occurring, and when I say demonic, I mean things that are progressing, right? Obviously, um, blocking a door is not a good thing. And like I said, I'm not attacking the protesters here. I don't know their intent. But the fight that broke out the next day, uh, the shooting, all these happen because there's some kind of negative energy mm-hmm. being forced into this place. And it's not just Walmart. <laughs> no. It's it not was, just Arkansas. But it was in that moment. Yeah. Something was going on there in that moment and it was spiritual warfare mm-hmm. if you want to use that that term it's such a jaded term but it is it is a disruption of the flow of of spirituality if you want to get more new agey and make it sound it's the exact same thing call it spiritual warfare call it a a dysfunctional vibration i don't care what you call it it's all the same thing it's 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 incorrect it is outside of the way things are meant to operate it's kind of like nuclear fission where atoms destroy each other. What happens? It creates energy. It creates heat. It creates friction. It is it is a negative reaction. And you can get into the whole thing of like, well, you can use negative reactions to create positive things. Like, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's the direction I'm going. What I, I guess like what just kind of blows my mind is like something happened in that mm-hmm. store. Something happened. And I don't know if it was the, the sowing of discontentment of the dude who is so racist that he has to try to go around with a GoPro trying to... I don't know what his intent is. Is he going to, like, harass a Hispanic? I don't know what his intent in being there, there was. There was a disruption of positive energy or an... An absence of God. Yeah, <laughs> However I you guess. want to. I mean, you can't have that, literally. Yeah. That's impossible. Yeah. But, you know, we... Well, I mean, there was a disruption of the flow of things. Like, of right. whatever genera- um Energy. Energy, yeah. yeah. Whatever energy was there, it was there was a disruption in it. There was something wrong. There was... When it, it was it, off key or whatever. And if you want to put that in Jesus E church term, or I really guess it's just like churchianity terms, it that was Satan because mm-hmm. Satan is the deceiver. It was a deception of reality going on. And we have the ability to feel that and to act upon that. And so it's 30 minutes in. We've been talking about this weird encounter this long. But my summing up, and then I'll let you say whatever else you have to say if you have anything to say, but like my summing up to, to all of this is this. Allow yourself to pick up on those subtleties. If you're so in the saturated, sugary, sweet, sappy, uh, maple syrup, I don't know what you want to call it, sweetness of church, that like you've kind of become numb to the subtle sweetness of life, uh, I really encourage you to maybe do a bit of a detox, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's it's reading your Bible through a new lens. Maybe it's stepping out for a second. Maybe it's it's exploring something else or, or finding maybe it's this podcast for you. I don't know. I'm not telling you to leave your church. I'm not telling you anything like that. I hope that that's, that's clear enough that we're not against church or no. against organized religion. We are for, we are pro spiritual health. We are not anti church, if that makes sense. Whatever spiritual health looks like for you. So if you're, if you're needing an encounter with God and you feel like you're losing that because you haven't had that sappy cry, whatever, like I encourage you to push into that. Uh, into the into the void i guess push into that that what feels like absence because when you get down to it it's there too every god is everywhere he's not missing and then if you're in that place and it feels awkward to listen to your spirit because of just the oversaturation you've experienced in the past i would urge you to 
uh, allow yourself to experience that and allow yourself to trust that spirit. Even just test it, test the spirit a little bit and allow it to allow God to reveal himself to you in that moment. And that'll kind of help you build that trust back mm-hmm. up. Just don't let the churchianity terms turn you away from that. And I guess the only thing that I would add to that, because I was going to say all of that, but the only thing I would add to it is just see in what areas or what ways can you create that awareness in your life or be what areas can you be more aware and in tune to those things? How can you, I don't know, just start your day with intentional, with an intentional thought life, with intentional living? What does that look like for you? And just kind of look for different ways, different areas in your life that you can step into that and know that it's okay to step into that. And it can be beautiful and, and healthy and necessary to your spiritual growth. Yeah. Next week, we're going to be talking about what we were going to be talking about this week, and that is Elaine is just pretty much ditching everything she's ever done for the past ever since she's been like a young teenager, her entire brand. She's getting rid of it, the prodigal daughter. She's changing it all. She's not getting rid of it, but she's changing it all. She's shifting it because she realized that it was holding her back, and she was trying to live to a previous standard that she set for herself that she has already passed, and she's still trying to uh, appease a certain namesake or a certain ideology of herself that is no longer true. I'm summing that up for our audience on your behalf as an outsider watching you go through it. And we're going to be talking about just the, uh, the scary part of that and the beauty in growth in, uh, in, in allowing, I guess, your, your name to progress or your, your spiritual journey to progress, even in your creative endeavors and in just your daily life. So that's going to be a really good conversation, but Elaine kind of brought this up with the whole, uh, I think you brought it up with I the did. whole, yeah, Walmart incident. And that's a whole well, conversation going into it. <laughs> originally, I was going to say, because we were talking about the pandemic and I was talking about how like some days everything seems normal and like yeah. nothing's wrong. And then there's other days where it's like, okay, God, whoa. <laughs> I do be feeling like I'm about to hit my lightning here. Okay, Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. We're out. Bye, guys. Go check out Nomad <laughs> if you would like more of this weirdness. Um, I'm going to try to be back on Facebook some, getting in the group. I've been off for about a month, so Elaine's been holding down the fort over there. I'm trying, because I'm about to peace out that, too. Yeah, Facebook sucks. Okay, anyway. But that's where you can find us. We're working on a new way of building community outside of Facebook. So if you're not a part of Nomad, blah, 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 how do you say Nomad? Nomad. 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 If you're nomad. A part of, if not a part of Nomad, Go over to Facebook, the dreaded pit of despair sometimes. I'm sorry, that's so negative. But Nomad is not not. (laughs) a dreaded pit of despair. It is the only corner of Facebook that I actually feel safe to hang out in. Anyway, go over there and ask to be a part. We would love to have you. And that way you can also keep updated as we find new ways of keeping the group moving forward outside of Facebook as well. But also you can email us, mail at therecklesspursuit.com. Find all of our contact stuff where all you can reach us on our website, therecklesspursuit.com. We love you guys. And as always, be brave, be bold, and be reckless. We'll We'll talk talk soon. soon.